Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The award-winning crunch time. Further wide possession on off a bomb and Pelly goal square. He's got it, the bomb. That is a great grab. So the bomb will kick a goal from 10 metres out. And finally, the Dogs have their first. Gives it to Eugle Hagen. Knocked off his kick. It's loose from Norton. He runs oh, into the go. corridor. Touched it must have been. Hand pass to Daniel. Free swing from 40 on target. Trelaw to Williams. Sold the dummy. Opened the space. Threaded it through oh. for a goal. Richards released Johannesson, pulled the kick to Lobb. They howl at him from the stands, and Lobb just goes whack right through. And he did enjoy it. Floats away, it's going to land 20 out from goal. Trelaw is there, he hooked it, it'll float home. And the Dogs do get the goal to defuse this crowd. It's a release of Trelaw, got the kick away, it's high and wobbling, and gets in for the goal. And that does slam the door shut. Yeah, we played a pretty good round of footy, didn't we? The boys were amazing right from the start. The boys played a really consistent four quarters, and, and which was a challenge coming out of Adelaide. We were really disappointed with the way that, that game finished. So for a bit, bit of a lengthier road trip to be able to collect our thoughts and refocus and, and take on a, um, a team like Fremantle in front of a parochial home crowd like tonight, uh, it was, it's a really strong and healthy result for us. On a night full of spites, the Bulldogs brought the bites. A compelling performance balances the ledger and gives the Dogs a chance to forge their case in the coming month. We got stuck in our back half. Like, um, every time the ball went in our, our back 50, we, yeah, we couldn't, yeah, ball movement wouldn't allow us to get field position from there. Um, yeah, and we got, we got done on the outside in contest. Um, so their, their contest method was way superior to ours. Yeah, so it's, we spoke about our contest method, um, needing to re reschool that. We got, we got a lesson on that. Yeah, the, the conference is still there. They, they, they'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll, they would look flat after the game, but you know, they want to win. So, and they want to perform better than what they perform. But it will pick ourselves up. The energy will be still strong, and we'll review it and get better. Fremantle's woes appear plentiful. Everything from the list strategy to the game plan and the leadership is on trial ahead of a set of matches that risk finishing the Dockers off before the bye. It was pretty clear that from a coaching perspective, what we can do is, is tell our players in those situations when you can is not take them to the ground and, and coach maybe a bit differently than what was done a few years ago. It's a, it's a difficult thing to know how to, how to stop it because I just think players in the heat of the moment just want to exert force and put pressure on, on opposition players. They probably don't mean to do these things when, when they actually happen. So I'm at a bit of a loss as to, un, to really know what the, the solution to it is. To miss players through suspension, I think it's almost at that point, isn't it? That if you choose to take a player to ground, if they hit the head, you, you're putting yourself at risk, and which I think, by the way, is the, the right way to go. So I really feel for players who are you know, trying to be aggressive in a tackle, um, but yet show duty of care all at the same time. And you know, the, the so I think the players are clear, but it's 
they're not clear on how to exactly execute that. So that's going to be, I think, an ongoing discussion for the whole industry to address. And the AFL doubles down on the dangerous tackle crackdown. Eight suspensions in five rounds has the players on high alerts and the debate raging as the league drives reform hard. This is the round six edition of Crunch Time. A lovely ceremony that interspersed veterans with footballers. Then a ridiculous ritual, the hazing of the former player. I don't know whether Frio won the fights, but they lost the battle badly. And sometimes that just compounds the embarrassment of the night. This is crunch time for the Berwick Motor Group. Sail on now at Berwick Nissan and Ozito. Powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings. Jared Waitley with you. I'm going to say hello to Sam Edmund first because I'm super excited by the pairing that we have brought together. <laughs> I feel like we'll be ringside today, Sam. Welcome. <laughs> Front row seats, Jared. Colourful company, I believe they would call it. And uh, we've got it today. Looking forward to it. Colourful uh, football identities. Is that what you're what, suggesting? Yes, exactly. That's them. Yeah. You know who you are. That's him. Sellers, Mark McClure. Welcome again <laughs> to Crunch Time. Oh, thanks for the introduction. Been fantastic, thank you. So, what do you think we are? <laughs> what do you actually think oh, about? Kenny did his sparring yesterday with Kane, but <laughs> now you well, step into the main it? ring, exactly. David King. Hello. It's just a preliminary bout to this one. <laughs> he, he is a colourful man, Sellers. He, he's the closest thing to mafia that I know. Anyway. Mafia? Yes, you're a pseudo gangster. I'm fright the guns. Have a look. <laughs> Forgives, but he never forgets. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, 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 the powder blue glasses are not all that I imagine. I was oh. hoping green or pink. It's not to be. What's wrong with a bit of colour, Jared? Oh, have a look how boring you are. Seriously. <laughs> have a look at your yeah, glasses. Black. Dab just dull. <laughs> average. You. you go hang and shit on our look, Jared, please. <laughs> <laughs> Get some scope for improvement yourself. <laughs> what did you think of last night, David King? Uh, I, I love the dogs when they play like that. Mm-hmm. And that when they're invested and it's it's full of passion. Um you can just sense from the start that this this was a game that they'd been the coach had got to him and, and he's a great motivator. We talk about him a lot. As, you know, we, they've got their problems at the moment. They've they've been up and down all year. They're still working out who they are. They've been kicking the ball awfully, but in terms of investment and buy in and and just saying okay, it's time to it's time to get going. Their pressure was enormous and their leaders. When when Marcus Bontempelli plays like that, they oh. they just win. As simple as that. But he had. He had the support crew come with him last night. It was great to see Libba do what he does. Um, McRae was back in a bit of form. I think there's been a few heart-to-hearts had there, one-on-one with the coach. Adam Trelaw has such an impact on, on games of football. I know his kicking's been off this year, but he has an ability to, to do different things. And, and sometimes those different things work, and sometimes they fail. When they fail, they fail big. But last night, I thought he was terrific. So... The, the rest, the small parts work for the dogs when, when the prime movers are up and rolling. What was your view, Sellers? I really liked English's game. Mm. Fantastic. It was really good. Bonton Pelly was, as Kingy said, a great game. Unbelievable game. And then the, and then you have a look down through the, the Trelaw was really solid. And they're just to McRae, their midfield was bigger, if you have a look at it in there. They're, they miss Fife and Mundy. That's what they miss. They miss a big, big midfield and they don't have one. So it's a battle for them, in a sense, and how they're going to win those centre bounce clearances and bits and pieces. They got flogged in most of the things. I mean, inside 50 tackles, uh, the dogs had 10 to 4. I mean, that is 10, six more times you get a chance to get the ball inside 50, get a ball up, get a boundary throw and get whatever you have to do or have another shot at goal. Uh, they won every statistic and contested. They won by 25, uncontested by 20. 
uh, you know, inside 50s by 15. Now that's a killing in a sense. You know what I mean? You, if you can't get the ball inside your 50, you can't score. So all those little things that that, uh, that we all talk about and, and get towards those areas, they did them very, very well. But what's happened with the Dockers? Yeah. It's that's a, the point for me. That's what question. I said. That's what I sat there and I went, what are they actually doing? They're going around in circles. They go sideways. Uh, they're, they're, their midfield's tiny. Uh, they, they've got talls at both ends. They, they're okay with a, you know, I mean, some of those guys are really good players, but didn't have any impact. I didn't see any at all. I'm with Kingy, though. Midfield masterclass. They kicked 10 from midfield. 10 goals, the dogs. So Bailey Williams off a wing, Jags three. I mean, that's the bonus. But when Norton, Waitman, Eugle, Hagen and Lobb combine for 5-11, but you get 10 from midfield, that that's the dogs that's we remember. That's yeah. when they're humming, and they're good to watch when they're humming, aren't they? They wallpaper over so many cracks, that, that midfield. And I know that we've talked a lot about the loss of Dunkley and what it's done to this group. You know, are they... Have they picked up the, the gaps, you know? And, and the, the easy answer is for the first four weeks, you'd say no, okay? So you need to see it to, to endorse it again. And when you see it on the road, being away for a week and a half, it, you know, we probably should have known. We, we probably should have looked at this and said, this, this is classic Bulldogs. Are we going on a road trip here? And, okay, mm. it, it's all about making sure we, we, we get one of the two. And, and hold, no, just hang on, just hang on till we find our groove. And I think Aaron Norton brings a lot of spice to this team. I agree. Totally agree. Like the, just the, emo- he's the a investment. Bull. He just, he's a bull. Yeah, the, he's the tackle he laid oh, yeah. then really got personal when he drove his face into, mm, yeah. in, into the, he the called, tackle player. He called it fake t- toughness in the aftermath too, yeah. coming back to Fremantle. He said that was fake toughness, Aaron Norton. So I, he was. I, I'd he get the boxing it. coach to him every game, <laughs> pre-game. <laughs> I would. I would just get him into that, that, that space where he, he plays angry and on the edge. Because that's the, that's the product they need. He gave it to the crowd at one point. That there was a lady of a certain age who gave him the double bird <laughs> coming double back, bird. and it just looked it's like a, it might have changed the environment it, of the game for a little while. <laughs> a tiny bit childish, all this stuff. I love the double bird. It's a tiny <laughs> bit childish. Back. Oh, it's theatre, sellers. <laughs> theatre. What about the lobster tears with, 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 with lob, lob after the game, holding it? Mm, oh, yeah. Tasty. Oh, gee, that was some salty responses from the Fremantle fans. It was good theatre that. Oh, the, the I don't have no problem great. with that. Yeah. I, I think. Look, it's. <laughs> a little bit crazy. They're a bit unhinged over there, if I can say that. Hello to our West Australian friends. But to brew a beer for a player... I'm not sure you can just dust over that. To, to brew a beer can. for a guy coming back to play against you. But, hey, it was fine. It was good theatre in there. That's that's, that's classic. That's can you, can the you be a bit unhinged? You're either unhinged or you're not. You can be a bit Just a bit off the rails at times. You can certainly be bitter and salty. That much I do know. Um, did Fremantle's players tip into the bull dust, though? I'm not too fussed about that. I think sometimes as players, you can buy into anything the coach sells. There's a little hook. No worries. Did it affect the game? I don't think it did. And I I sort of like that. As a player, I like that. Hey, listen, it's personal today. We're going after this guy. So they're little things, Jared. Sometimes you've got a lot of footy to get motivated for through the course of the year. So you lean on different things. Some work, some fail. But when at the, times the ball was in play when they were getting stuck into yeah, it. Surely yeah. you've gone too far in that instance, haven't you? Maybe, but did it affect the game, really? Probably not. No, I, they didn't deliver against it, though, did they? So if you're going to do it, I sort of feel like you have to perform a bit better in the yeah. actual contest rather than the oh, silliness. Yeah. No, I, I get that. and I, I understand that. But they, they've they've seen an angle that they can all buy into. It, it, does it have to work? They don't always work. They don't yeah. always work. I saw Gordon Casey do it one time to Pav, wasn't it? <laughs> didn't, didn't they saw them on the Pav, the Bulldogs' uh, defensive coach? <laughs> Uh, the great man. I haven't seen him for a while, but he's a star. And you know, I, I just 
sometimes you just need something to attach to. Did it not? I thought Rory Hob, Rory Lobb handled it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, the smile right through that opening dust up was quite brilliant. So if he didn't handle it like that, yeah, then you then you can start to say, hang on, maybe it did have an effect. Yeah. Maybe it did work. So credit to him. So to you, Sam, is if Fremantle as an entire community had cared that much about Rory Lobb when he was there, he might still be there. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that trade period in a moment. It is because it is amazing to think, in all seriousness, that a club that could go into that trade period as the centerpiece of it, Jared, with so many aces up the sleeve and dictating so many trades, could actually enter it worse off because that's how they look at the moment. But I think uh, they lost him through. Benign Good. neglect. Benign neglect. Mm. Could he go back to them? <laughs> he was the centipede. No, there's no way. Yeah, sure. How couldn't he? <laughs> People go everywhere all these days. They go back home. Uh, so there's a lot to Sounds yeah, like a good deal name for with. a racehorse, that. Benign, Benign neglect. neglect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to work hard today, Jared. <laughs> Real hard. Uh, so we'll, we'll, let's come back to the Dockers shortly. There's a lot in last night, yeah. not just the Bulldogs' performance. There's a bit in the aftermath of it too, Sam, with, with two head knocks for Bulldogs players late in the game and it was well decided. Indeed. So expect to hear a lot about the Andrew Brayshaw collision with Tom Liberatore last night. This will definitely be looked at. Now, I've just received confirmation that Liber has entered concussion uh, protocol. Yeah. So he's concussed in this incident now. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure what we're talking about, eight minutes left in the game. Liberatore is hunting a ball with Michael Walters actually hard up on his hammer. Now... Walters may have contributed to Liberatore's forward momentum. Liberatore is low. Now, Brayshaw approaches from the other direction. Now, whether he's bracing or whether he's bumping will be a key point of debate here. For mine, it looks as though he leans into it a bit, Brayshaw. There's no malice. It would be careless, as per the grading at Michael Christian's disposal. But in the end, he's collected him high. And because he's concussed and you run it through the matrix, it would be careless. History says this season it would be severe. So to be high contact severe. Now that is a three match plus trigger to the tribunal, as we know, at least as recent history suggests, Jared. So this is going to be a big, if he is cited, if he's, if he's, if it's, you know. Yeah. So the first question is, is it a, no, the only question that matters is, is it a reportable offence? And then it's either going to be zero weeks or or three. Exactly. That's the words that I was fumbling to find. So this is this is a this is a significant moment. So he was he couldn't have the scat test immediately because it was only eight minutes left in the game. So the dogs didn't get a chance to do it on the bench. They did it in the aftermath. Obviously now confirmation that he has entered concussion protocols as well. Jason Johannesson was the other one. He's fine. He's not concussed. I think that was a football act anyway, with Ethan Hughes coming the other way with about ninety seconds left. So Boy, out, dangerous tackle, back in, bump. Yeah, so Liberatore misses the game against Hawthorne through the concussion protocols, and this is a really hard one to judge, I think. It'll be shattered that he's missing Bont's 200th. Yeah. I mean, you want to play in those games. This could be the greatest dog of all time. You know, it'll be a massive celebration. The coach called him a diamond in the post-match. He is a diamond. He's a, he's a star player. I think that'll really upset Liber. Um, so that's that's disappointing to hear. The report will be the report. If 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 it's deemed to be that way, I, I have no sympathy. I have no real concern with that. So Libba head down over the ball. Yep. Brayshaw initiates some form of contact despite the mitigation around it. You wear the consequences. You wear it. Head, you've got to protect the player who's got his head over the footy, and that's been the case for the last 18 months. Players yep. know it. Forever. You run the risk, you, you, you take the fall out. Hmm. And it's it was harsh, fu- but it's that's where we're at, isn't it? On a night too, where I might add, I don't know about you guys, I was struck at the dangerous tackle. Some of the players were really laying them down gently there in some of those tackles. There were, there were some hard tackles, of course, but I thought there was a noticeable shift watching on the small screen at home. A couple of times, 
They almost place them on the ground, the tackler. <laughs> if you're going to take them to ground, take them to ground with care. Slowly. Yeah. It was <laughs> Do you really think that? 100%. Jared Healy thought the same thing as we were calling the game. Down. 100, but there were a couple just of tackles. Make sure they just slow <laughs> you down on the movement. There was the a Bonton Pelly tackle in the first How quarter. How long has this been going on on a set day with you? <laughs> Hey, I'm not on my own. I think Brian Taylor might have made mention. There's a tackle in the first quarter with Marcus Bontempelli where I swear he almost lays him down. There's no doubt that they want to hurt the bloke. There's no doubt that you actually, when you lay a tackle like that, you want to hurt the person. And that's not against the rules to hurt them, okay? But to knock them out is a different deal. Yeah, well, you have to. It's self-preservation now, not just the duty of care to the Mm. player tackling. The self-preservation is don't get suspended for next week's game. I understand all that. But where are the AFL on the line here? With what is the actual line that you can go to? Yeah, so we'll come back through that. So Bontempelli's had, I reckon, three of these games in six, where it's like that. Oh, we're not coming off this field losing. Yeah, that that's what does leadership mean to Bontempelli? That's what it means. I'm out front. We're not under no circumstances are we losing tonight. And you can see it early. The, his coverage of the ground oh. to be the initiator and the finisher. He's marking in the goal square twice, one at either end. Oh, like he had, he had it all going on last night. And it doesn't look like he's in in full speed. It just <laughs> looks like he's he's controlled and he's just got this gait that he just seems to find a yard when he needs it. But his his ability to get forward last night was significant, and to impose himself. To me, if you just want to look at why this game was separated, look at the two captains. The performance of the two captains separated this game. One said, hey, come with me, ripped hair and bust, everything I can, I've got you, boys. And the other one was out of sorts, horrifically, and is posing a real problem for the, the Fremantle Match Committee. Where does Bont sit in your eyes at oh, the moment? He's, star. he's absolute star. He's, he can play anywhere. You can put him anywhere. And uh, uh, his position he plays now is, a, is probably the best for him because he's in the middle. That's where the most of the stuff happens. And then he goes forward, and then he does that. And then he actually falls back, and we all understand that. But he's six five, and he's a he's a monster. But if if you could fight a, a midfielder there that's over five foot ten, at at, uh, at at the at the Fremantle, I'd be I'd be surprised. That's their big problem. No five, no Mundy, no tools in the midfield. They get slaughtered, slaughtered from the clearance area. They got killed in the clearance. When it goes forward, they had 16, 16 more or how many more? Yeah, sixteen, sixteen to. Eight inside 50 marks. 16 to eight. That's a massive difference, you know, and, and it's where you get them too as well. It's a different area. You know, they're inside 50, uh, 16, to, 16 to eight. They had they flogged them in, in the inside 50, 60 to, to 45. 45 doesn't win you no. for anything. The territory battle in the first quarter and the last Terrible. quarter was just sort of yeah. amazingly yeah. lopsided. Yeah. So so poor. Well, we, talk, stay with Bont for a so, second. Yeah, right? stay with the dogs and Bont. Stay with Bont because... The Dunkley discussion now is, is interesting with Bont because Bont's now become their their clearance man. So they, they're hitting the ball. He's the target for hitouts now. So the last four weeks he's gone 8, 11, 12 and 8 clearances. Now his clearances are different to most because he's got that range with his arms. He can get the ball up high and farm it out or step out. So his clearances are really powerful clearances. So they're different to what they've had you know, with, with the other crew. So... Does this now suit him more, this midfield, than it did with Dunkley there? So uh, there's, a, there's a counter-argument to we're all saying, oh, Dunkley out, their, their midfield's light on, which it may be for a second rotation, but if Bond can continue to do this, he becomes the next-level player again. I mean, he finishes, he's gone 28, 25, 23 and 31. Now, he can be best on ground with 20. So he's that sort of player. To kick two goals is huge. 
So I just love the profiling of how he gets his possessions. This is mm. this is what really fascinates me. So 31, 18 of them in a contest, and we talked about his clearances. He had he had a stack of them last night. He had eight. eight. But but the, the, the breakup of 20 of those disposals being forward of centre, that is a huge number for a clearance midfielder to get that volume forward. He's, he's no, there's no... It's easy to see how he continues to have nine, ten score involvements a game. So the new version without Dunkley in the middle has made Bont play a different way, a tougher brand of footy, but he still kept the damage. You don't see too many midfielders like that. There's only what three or four in the comp yep. that can be both you know, dual dual parties. Is he deceptively quick over the first five? He seems to put space. Powerful. Yeah, it, that Powerful. first five or ten steps, he's off, and it's a laser delivery too. Yeah. He's a beautiful kick. Yeah, and then you all of a sudden you get your forward line gets it all straight away, and they got three tools up there, you know. So and all of a sudden it's it's a goal. And suddenly it looks uh, rosy, doesn't it? Because really they came hard. under enormous heat earlier. So Bailey Smith still to come back into that side as well as a mm. key part of that midfield who have, have had their critics, haven't they, to open the season? But yeah. that was and he's a discussion too. I, I, you can mount a case their midfield mix looked better without Bailey in there. It did. I mean, it, well, the question is, what is Bailey Smith? Well, well is he's he? a, what play sort of player wing. is he? Play off a wing. Yeah, but is it? Yeah, okay. I'm not here to bag individual players. No, certainly not today, Jared. It's been a rough week. But <laughs> if the black bag come, wasn't a player, if he's to come back, I think it's as a flanker at at minimum, mm. wing wing potential. But he's he's not a centre bounce midfielder because when you see Jackson McRae get 14 clearances, yeah. Libba get seven, Bont be the main the main dog in there with with eight. Um, I, I think that's them. Yeah. It's been them for a while, well, and they learn. It takes a while to learn your own identity year on year, and it does change a little bit through the course of those years. I think they've just found the mix, and and we've been critical of them over the last couple of weeks because we haven't seen this level mm. of footy. But you have to keep in mind what they beat. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and so yeah. they've given themselves a chance. So they they stayed afloat when they. We're not playing very well. They've got to three and three, so they balance up. And this was the point Brad Johnson was making in the lead up to last night is the difference between getting to three and three or falling two and four for them was profound. Is they, Their next five weeks, they have three teams who we think won't play finals, Hawthorne, the Giants, and the Suns. And then they've got two teams who are trying to displace them in the eight, Carlton and Adelaide. So th- this is the stretch is if they are the team they aspired to be, the team who is fighting for a place in the top four, who misstepped their way into the season then they could they could get ahead of steam up here and actually plant their flag there. Or if they're just in the mix for the eight, the Carlton and Adelaide games will play a role there. So it does they, – they had to balance up, and to their full credit, they not only did, but they restored their game or, or maybe they revealed what their game is going to be in 2023. They practised to be perfect last night. It was actually – that was one of the games that I looked at and thought, they've got a weak midfield, small mid- midfield, and they absolutely chopped them up completely and can they get better yeah of course they can because their confidence will grow uh i know that uh that dunkley going to to, to brisbane's a, a big loss for them but you know what it didn't seem like it last night yeah. so john i saw earlier he felt that there was a determination that every hand pass was going forward which was a, a trigger for him in what he was looking for and so they and the contrast to their opponents was was pretty raw yeah. on that front oh, i just thought um so they do time in forward half. So that's a, mm. that's a big indicator of you know what you're doing, the effectiveness of what you're doing. Get it in there. You can protect your back six. You can set up. You can lock the ball in. I think last night the number was ridiculous. It was, plus yeah. plus twenty four <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, you, you, you can't lose no. with that yep. because the opposition they couldn't move the ball. Um, 
I don't know if we've said that about the dogs for a little while. No, that no. They've been able to lock it in. They've won on brilliance through centre bounce and through through that stoppage power we talked about a moment ago. But that 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 is that is system. Thirty-one uh, intercepts in the forward half. So the AFL average is about twenty-five. So that, that that's twenty percent above. Fantastic. The Friday wrap is for the Stack Team app, the ultimate in team management. One other aspect of the whole game, and then we'll go deep on Fremantle. The ruck duel. This was the best of Gorn and Grundy when they knew, hey, I'm rucking against you for the title here, for the All-Australian title. And Darcy and English were both excellent. I like you could. It's a very narrow score in the fight. So I think Champion Data's ratings had Darcy just a smidge ahead of English. By the end, when the Bulldogs had control, you could easily make the case that English had had the better of Darcy. They both found goals. They both threatened deep forward. It was such an interesting... They, they were clearly measuring against each other, which was a, a brilliant personal aspect to it. And they are in very fine form. If they are our banner holders, then the ruck's in good shape. I no doubt about that. I think English has, has developed over the last two or three years and he's got better and better and better. And he's now he's confident in the way he, he works. I mean, but he's got a great midfield around him, you know, Bont and, and Liber and those sort of guys. And McRae, who's, who's a real star. And, and it was actually wasn't the ruck. It's actually the people, ground ball, on the ground ball. That's where they win. And the ground ball is that uh, no one from, from Fremantle hardly got a clearance. Hardly got a clearance at all. Uh, and they just chopped them up in that area. Won, won a few, but not many. They were just pushed aside, uh, and they didn't get any clean ball into the forward line. Uh, that's how they operate. They, and they're not, they're not a great side, by the, what I see at this I, stage. I, I thought Darcy was fantastic. Mm. I, re, I really did. He, he, it was, there were patches through that game where I thought he was fighting a one-man war. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. And he's, he's, a, he's a super talent, this, this man. Five content- I like my big blokes to play big. Five contested marks, two marks inside 50. Mm. He hits the scoreboard. He dominates yep. hitouts. I mean, I mean, what more do you want from one guy? Like, if you could draw up the perfect ruck game, that's it. Now, English does it a different way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily beat you cold face-to-face, but he works smart. He works hard. And he offers a point of difference for the dogs. He's, he's a more Brody Grundy type than the Max Gorn type. So... You're spot on with your, your, your initial statement that it is Gorn versus Grundy. They're just wearing different jumpers. Um, but I, I think Darcy, I, I, I think sometimes it's harder to stand out like that in a losing team. The team that got flogged, really. Oh. What was the margin in the end? 49 points. Yeah. And we're still talking about him being yep. you know, right up there with, with English in mm. terms of vote. You could, you could easily have them in, both in your votes. Such was the, the battle. At the Friday night wrap, the Fremantle Dockers down to the Western Bulldogs. So the Dogs 17, 16, 118 to the Dockers 10, 9, 69. We'll go deep on Fremantle's woes next. And everything mm-hmm. is in play after a 2-4 start to the season. The Friday night wrap is for the Stack Team app. Stay ahead of the game with your own team management app. Download Stack Team app now.